Phil. I'm here with my uh, co-host and uh, producer, Tammy. Uh, together, we're hosts of the uh, Homicide Canada uh, podcast. Uh, this is our uh, June uh, Homicides in Canada rundown episode. So basically, we're just going to cover all the homicides in June of 2022 that happened in in Canada, and also maybe some arrests and that that have come from previous cases and some updates and things like that. Um I guess, what, ep- what episode is this, Tammy? Is this 25 or 26? I think it, I'm not sure. I think it might be 25, Okay, but I don't so know. <laughs> I, it might be 25, uh, but anyways, it doesn't matter. It's all about June. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, besides the podcast, we have a website. So that's simply homicidecanada.com. Uh, yeah, in that website, we try to basically have a, a page for every homicide that happens uh, in Canada. Um. Yeah, and so, yeah, if you want to check that out. Um, we're also on social media, so, yeah, we're on Facebook and Instagram. So, I don't know, if you just go on Facebook and Instagram and search Homicide Canada, I'm sure you'll find us. Uh, we're on Twitter at homicide underscore Canada. And, yeah, our DMs are always open, so if you want to hit us up there. Uh, okay, um, beyond that, uh, let's get into some statistics in that. So this, th- these stats are for maybe like a week ago. I've been having some technical difficulties with some of my... Software helped me compile these stats. But anyways, uh, I guess we're recording this t- today on uh, July 19th. So this is probably from like about a week ago. So at that point, the year to date, uh, Canada homicides were 360. And of those, we know the gender. That's males, 265, and females at 81. And at that time, that projected out to a total of 692. Uh, and that compares to what we had last year at 690 in 2021. Uh, and I think that means generally, like, um, usually, like, we'll always find a few extra homicides, like, like the next year in that, that were counted towards, like, the, the, the previous year's total in that. So if we're a, a little ahead, uh, then that means we'll probably be finishing ahead. The only thing is, it's it's pretty close. Like, the, the projection is 692 and 690 last year, then, yeah, it's not, like, it's going to be a huge difference, I think, unless there's, like, a whole bunch of homicides uh, at the back half of the year. Um, yeah, so for that 692, that projects out for a countrywide homicide rate per 100,000 people of 1.81. Uh, okay. Uh, and I also have some stats uh, for the, the city, big cities in that uh, per 100,000 people. And so this is for 2022, and this is annualized, so pro- we're projecting out what it would be throughout the whole year based on what it's already been. So leading, as usual, amongst the big cities is Winnipeg with 6.88 homicides uh, per 100,000, and Regina with 4.22, Edmonton with 2.84, Brampton 2.62, Halifax 2.61, Calgary 2.49, Toronto 2.46, Vancouver 2.02, Ottawa 1.5, Montreal 1.41, and then Hamilton uh, I don't know if this is accurate because I think we might have had another homicide. So yeah, we have the, two now. Two now. But before that, there was it was only point, uh, 0.34, but it's a little higher now. Maybe, maybe for the next one, you should throw Thunder Bay in there because their numbers are crazy. Yeah, right I should because it's you're right. Because in past years, there's been years where Thunder Bay was like like had crazy numbers. But I've, I remember last year they didn't have that no, they many. No, they didn't. And so, yeah, I think they're they're obviously not a big city, but they've had a lot of homicides so far. So, yeah, I'll, I'll add that in. Uh, okay. And then, yeah, beyond that, um, if you want to now, like you heard some of the, the stats for some of the cities, 
Uh, we have a bunch of uh, municipal pages and that, and what, what they have is they list basically all the homicides this year uh, for your community and that. So yeah, if you wanted to, you could go to Toronto, our Toronto page. Uh, I think the link's up, up at the top of our website and see all the homicides that have happened. And yeah, basically all the bigger municipalities we have. We also do the same for all the provinces and territories. So yeah, if you're from New Brunswick, you want to know how many homicide and who they are, uh, you can go there. And so it has a list. And then for each homicide, it will go to the individual page with more description on the homicide for the individual victim. Okay, uh, yeah, and we also have a, a, an email address that's uh, info at homicidecanada.com. Yeah, and if we've missed a murder, like, you can always hit us up there or, like, on Twitter or, like, our other social media and that. Because, yeah, like, some, sometimes, like, uh, you know, it, it, give us a couple days maybe if it happened that maybe, you know, we just haven't updated it yet. But, yeah, for some of the smaller places, especially in Quebec and that, then, yeah, it could be that we've missed it in that. Okay, so the June homicide stats, uh, June 2022 saw a total of 59 homicides, and that's the exact same number as June 2021. Um, there were 12 women killed, 45 men, and two genders unknown, and they're still unknown, so maybe we might know by our July podcast. Okay, um, yeah, I guess, yeah, so similar to last year, I guess the one thing about the warmer months, like June, and that usually has more than, say, like, February and that, so. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, there's always, like, higher numbers in the summer usually, so, yeah, it's not that surprising. Okay. And I also feel like July this year is way farther ahead than it was last year, so. Oh, really, already? We'll see how that turns Already out. at this point then? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Did July have that many last year? I can't remember. Um, a reasonable amount, but okay. I feel like we're going to have We're going to, like, beat it by yeah. amount, fair amount this year? Okay. <laughs> Um, all right, so I'm going to go over the for the youngest and oldest victims of the month. Uh, so the oldest is a, an 83-year-old man in Ajax. So Durham Regional Police Service responded to a call for assistance at approximately 5.30 p.m. on June 6th in the area of Griffiths and Delaney Drives in the town of Ajax. Uh, on police, or an arrival, police located an 83-year-old male deceased with obvious signs of trauma in a residential home in Ajax. Uh, police said John Larcher, uh, age 40 of Ajax, was arrested and charged with second-degree murder. Uh, I guess we don't know anything about the relationship at this stage, so... No, and I guess they're not going to release anything because it's before the court, so... Okay, so... They, they weren't... I find, like, if they're not actually looking for someone, they don't yeah. really give much information now. Okay, yeah, so, yeah. If they find the guy and charge the guy right away, then you're not going to yeah. really hear very much. Okay. Uh, yeah, and then the youngest was a 15-year-old, I guess... Jasmine Reddy, uh, her homicide was part of a double homicide in Ottawa that we're going to talk about later, okay, when we get to discussing the more weirdly homicides. Okay, uh, I'll go over the provincial homicide counts. Um, Ontario, uh, the most popular province, led with 23 homicides. Uh, then BC with 11, um, Alberta and Manitoba both with 7, uh, so Saskatchewan with 5. Uh, Quebec with three, uh, Nova Scotia with two, uh, New Brunswick with one, and then all the territories plus, uh, I guess, Newfoundland and PEI uh, didn't have a single homicide in the month of June uh, 2022. In the cities with more than one homicide, Toronto had six, Brampton had four, but two of those were double homicides, like two of the four homicides were double homicides. Um, Thunder Bay had four, Winnipeg had three, Calgary had two, Montreal had two, Oshawa had two, and that was a double homicide, Ottawa had two, and that was a double homicide, 
Regina had two, Richmond had two, and Vancouver had two. Huh, how about that? Uh, so yeah, like Brampton with four, that's a lot for Brampton. And then Thunder yeah. Bay, like there's not that many people in Thunder Bay. No, so that's no. like a pretty high murder rate. Uh, okay, yeah. And murders by type, there were 18 shootings, eight stabbings, one beating, two others, and 22 that have are undisclosed. Okay, so... Yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess that's the thing is that, yeah, like often the police aren't going to say unless it's like it's uh, like somebody might obviously report shots or something like that. Yeah. Or, but yeah, if it, they're not going to say unless they have to. Uh, okay. So now we're going to get to the, the main part of the podcast. So that's the, uh, the noteworthy June murders. We're going to discuss some of the cases. Uh, okay. So in Ottawa, uh, there's three dead and that includes a suspect who was shot by police. Um, Ottawa police were called to the report of a stabbing in its incident with multiple victims at an address on the 1200 block of Anoka Street on June 27th at approximately 10.30 p.m. Uh, police and paramedics arrived to witness a man stabbing a woman in the road near the house. Uh, when the man would not drop his knife, three officers charged their firearms, fatally striking the subject. Uh, the woman also sustained a gunshot wound. Uh, she was rushed to hospital where she remains. Uh, police also located two deceased females within the vicinity. Uh, an update, the police, Ottawa police have identified the victims as Jasmine Reddy, 15, and Anne-Marie Moretti, 50. A uh, uh, 19-year-old woman was also seriously injured. Her name has not been released. Uh, yeah, so that's like a fairly crazy case in that. So. Yeah, that one's, I'm not sure about that one, but the 19-year-old woman was the one that the police accidentally shot when they shot the guy so so the police from what i from i guess so the police saw the guy stabbing her yeah and then uh, like shot but, him shot him but and shot her too. also shot her as well but she's not dead though no okay uh and then it looks like jasmine's probably the daughter of Anne marie ready then or like do we have yeah i think so okay but we don't have any other information on like relations or no like we don't know if the the stabber was part of the family or if he okay. was like a friend or a lover or what we yeah. don't know anything and we don't have an age on the stabber then or no oh, okay and then um an 19 year old woman we don't know if she's like the sister or anything like that or yeah like we we know nothing okay <laughs> <laughs> so police have just said like ottawa police just haven't said very much then yeah and i i don't know if they will because now their suspect is dead right yeah so that's true so. i'm sure it'll come out eventually like yeah. usually these things do but yeah. We'll see. Okay, yeah. We need a source in the Ottawa police, looks like. <laughs> uh, two dead and three injured in an Oshawa shooting. Durham Region Police were dispatched to The Boulevard, a restaurant located at 1812 Simcoe Street North in Oshawa for reports of a shooting on June 25th at approximately 12.45 a.m. On arrival, police and paramedics located five injured people. One man was transported to local hospital where he was pronounced deceased. A second man was transported to the Toronto Trauma Center in critical condition where he later succumbed to his injuries. The other three victims were taken to hospital with non-life-threatening injuries and were released. So there is no suspect information. And please ask anyone who may have information to contact Detective Alves of the Major Crimes Unit at 1-888-579-1520, extension Five four zero seven. So we don't have any victim ages or no, names we have then. Nothing. And nothing. it's so crazy. Like 
Especially with Durham Region. Okay. And they don't even have like a, a suspect description then. No, and you think like if it happened at a restaurant, yeah. they would have security footage. But That's true too. Yeah. Even if people didn't want to talk, then they're, yeah, they would think like, there would be at least like a... Yeah, like usually plazas have some sort of surveillance. Yeah, that's kind of strange. So, yeah. And I guess like the three injured people weren't talking either then or... Yeah, I guess not. Or maybe they have and just... Yeah, the police aren't... Re- I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, the, maybe the police <laughs> know who he is and... I don't know, don't need to know, but I, yeah, I don't understand. But Yeah, I'm sure once that the person or the people yeah. go to jail, maybe yeah. then we'll find out who they are. Yeah. I don't know. But it is Durham Region, and we usually don't hear much. Okay. Uh, so then the next one, uh, New Brunswick RCMP's major crime unit investigated the homicide of Joshua Ian Robichaud. Uh Negwak RCMP responded to a report of a disturbance at a home on Algonquin Road in, oh, this is very difficult to pronounce, um, Esgina Utpetijd First Nation on June 2nd. I apologize. Like, that's probably one of the most difficult ones I've had to try to pronounce here. Uh, police arrived to find 36-year-old Joshua Ian Robichaud from, oh, jeez, Esgeno Utpetij, uh First Nations, suffering from a gunshot wound. Um, he was transported to hospital where he died of his injuries on June 12th. Um, RCMP said an autopsy was completed to help determine the man's exact cause of death. And the police investigation has now determined that the man's death was a result of a homicide. Um, originally police arrested, um, Dylan Dedam from Esgeno Upetage First Nation and charged him with possession of a prohibitive weapon. Uh, police have not said if his charges will be updated. Um, and he remains in custody. Yeah, that one's a weird one. I'm not really sure why yeah, it's he all, hasn't been charged. Yeah, it's interesting, I guess. Something? Like, maybe there's somebody else involved or something in that, but yeah. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Kenneth Glenn Hubick charged with second-degree murder in relation to the homicide of a missing Regina woman, Anne-Marie Zaramba. Regina police responded to a home in the 1300 block of Oxford Bay on June 17th at approximately 2 p.m., Police arrived to find Anne-Marie Zerba, 63, deceased inside the home. Her cause of death has not been released, and she was reported missing to Regina Police on June 13th. Police said the investigation led to the arrest of 75-year-old Kenneth Glenn Hubick, and he has since been charged with second-degree murder and indignity to a dead body. So that's an interesting one. So she was missing, um, but if I had to guess, reading between the lines, she was found at a different house then like not her own house then yeah i think i might have seen it on reddit actually so you have to take everything with a grain of salt but someone said it was like a derelict building so maybe nobody lived there and maybe Uh, he dumped her i don't know okay yeah interesting yeah all right uh the next one all right this is an interesting one uh britney lewis of pickering ontario charged with the murder of bernard churfin in laval quebec uh, Laval police were called to the report of a shooting on June 1st at 7.25 p.m. inside the La Pearl uh, restaurant. Uh, on arrival, police and paramedics located 42-year-old Bernard Churfin suffering from gunshot injuries. He was rushed to hospital where he died of his injuries. Uh, Churfin was known to police and known to have links to organized crime. Uh, Brittany Lewis, 25, of Pickering, Ontario, was arrested by Durham Regional Police on June 17th 
and will appear in an Ontario courtroom before being transferred to Quebec to face charges of first-degree murder and conspiracy to commit murder in the death of Bernard Churfin. Uh, and here's what we know about Bernard Churfin. Uh, he survived a previous attempted homicide in Laval in 2015. Uh, he also had ties to the hitman Frederick Silva. Uh, according to gangsterismout.com, uh, Churfin helped Silva hide when he was wanted by police. Uh, and Churfin is the second person tied to Silva to be killed in less than a month. On May 11th, Sebastian Giroux, 36, was fatally shot in San Michel. He helped Silva hide from police following the Somoza Gildea murder in May of 2017. So that's kind of interesting. Um, obviously, you know, this guy seems to be, uh, the victim seems to have some, some, um, yeah, mob ties in that. And, um, yeah, obviously, you know, a woman uh, killing a guy like that with first degree murder is like. Yeah, like I. Doesn't happen every day. No, I read that it was like point blank range. Like she just walked in and shot him like okay <laughs> and maybe because it was a woman maybe yeah. he didn't expect it i don't yeah, know Yeah, maybe yeah so um yeah and it's interesting that they seem like they've been able to figure out who it was pretty quickly in yeah that, so also weird yeah that's weird like i don't know maybe they figure like yeah we'll switch to like a female hitman and then people will yeah. know who she is she's from pickering and that because that seems to be like a common I know, like, in the Hamilton area and that, like, yeah, like a lot of the hits and that, they'll often get somebody from Montreal and that that's not known to the, to the mm -hmm. area and that, and then and do the deed and that. And I assume, I guess, the same thing happens maybe in Quebec, getting people, like, in Ontario or somewhere else and that. But, yeah, yeah like, like a woman hit man, yeah, that's, uh, you don't see that every day. No. Okay, so this is Toronto's uh, 30th homicide of the year. Police investigate the homicide of Kean Hosny. Toronto Police responded to a call for a shooting in the Shepherd Avenue West in Young Street area on June 15th at 10.10 p.m. Police arrived to find Kean Hosny of Toronto outside the north exit of the Shepherd subway station suffering from a gunshot wound. Police provided life-saving measures, however, the man was pronounced deceased at the scene. On June 24th, a Canada-wide warrant had been issued for the arrest of Kirash Parzam 30 of Richmond Hill, He's wanted for first-degree murder, and we have a photo of him on our website if you want to check it out. Um, police are also searching for a vehicle that was used in the homicide. The vehicle is described as a 2014 Silver Hyundai Tucson with Ontario license plate CVBA460. If the vehicle is located, please do not approach, and police ask for people to call 911 immediately. So... Yeah, they still haven't caught him. It's been a while. Yeah, and that's like right outside of the uh, like the subway station. Now, yeah, so. you think it would be busy there, uh, but well, ten ten, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I guess uh, I don't know what day of the week that is, but yeah. Okay, uh, the next one, uh, noteworthy homicide. Uh, Linval Alfonso Ritchie uh, was arrested in Hamilton in relation to the homicide of a woman in Brampton. Uh, Peel police responded to a disturbance in the area of Aloma Crescent and Avondale Boulevard in Branton, Ontario on June 17th at approximately 5.57 a.m. Uh, police arrived to find a deceased adult woman inside the residence with obvious signs of trauma. As a result of the investigation, uh, police have identified the suspect as Linfall Alfonso Ritchie, uh, a 29-year-old man from Brampton who was an in an intimate partner relationship with the victim. Uh, police said he is wanted for murder 
and is considered armed and dangerous. Uh, so there's an update on June 21st. Uh, the victim has been identified by her family as Vanessa Virgioni, 29. Uh, a GoFundMe has been set up by her family. Uh, the suspect is Linval Ritchie, is her former partner and the father of their seven-year-old son. And uh, Ritchie of Brampton was located with the assistance of Hamilton Police, uh, the Hamilton Police Service, uh, and Peel Regional Police have since charged him with first-degree murder. So, yeah, yet another domestic homicide. Yeah, that one is also kind of weird, too, that uh, Peel Police didn't name her, but her family was okay with naming her. Yeah, it seems, yeah, I guess the thing is that we're trending towards, uh, like, a lot of the police forces, again, a lot across Canada not naming who they yeah. are. Yeah, I wonder if it's just to protect themselves, I don't know. Yeah, maybe, I don't know, it's hard to say. Okay, a hostage taker is one of two deceased in Campbell River. RCMP officers and the Vancouver Island Emergency Respo Response Team and crisis negotiators responded to the report of a homicide and hostage taking at Discovery Harbor Authority on June 13th. Officers confirmed the safety of the hostage and made contact with the male suspect. Negotiations were attempted with the man who was reported to be in possession of a weapon. While interacting with the man, shots were fired and he was pronounced deceased. Two investigations are underway. The Campbell River Major Crimes Unit is investigating the homicide and asking anyone with information to come forward and the Independent Investigation Office will determine whether anyone other than the police fired shots. So I guess they have to make sure that he fired a shot first. Okay, yeah. Maybe? Ryan Langlis is one of the two men killed in the harbor, uh, killed in the Campbell River Marina. However, police have not confirmed if he died before or after their arrival. So we don't even know if that's the suspect or if that is the, the victim? murder victim. Okay, so we only have one name then. Yeah, we have a name. Okay. We don't know who he is, and there's no information. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird one, too. That's typical RCMP, I guess, so. All right, uh, this is an unusual one. Um, a 15-year-old girl was charged with uh, intentionally striking uh, a man with a vehicle in Power View Pine Falls. Uh, yeah, what province is that? Um, I don't know. I'll look that up. Okay. <laughs> I don't recognize that. Um, Powerview RCMP responded to a vehicle collision involving two pedestrians on a trail near DuPont Street in Powerview Pine Falls on June 3rd at 8.45 p.m. Uh, on arrival, police located a 27-year-old female pedestrian who was taken to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries, and a 20-year-old male pedestrian was pronounced deceased at the scene. Uh, police said the investigation has determined that a 15-year-old female was driving and in intentionally struck the pedestrians. Uh, a 15-year-old female from Sag King, First Nation, was arrested and charged with secondary murder and assault with a weapon. Um, yeah, so, yeah, every once in a while, like, it seems like, I don't know, probably every month, almost every month, there's like a like a vehicle homicide where somebody drives into somebody else and that i'm yeah it's interesting that it's second degree murder because like i guess you you could say it's the heat of the moment you sort of like decided to drive into somebody but i don't Maybe. know you're, you're kind of making the choice there like if you yeah. see somebody and you're like yeah i'm gonna drive into them i don't know yeah. like it's like then the one thing i'll say is that you know in canada like like there's not a lot of first degree murder charges that end up getting late even though like oftentimes it's pretty seems pretty obvious that it should be first degree murder premeditated in that but yeah. Often the crown attorneys just they don't don't leave, uh, 
do it. So maybe it's because she's 15. Maybe because it's 15. Yeah, it could be that too. And that. And so. she's not of yeah. adult mind yet. Yeah. I don't know. But uh. I think if you're making that decision, you you know what you're doing. And you stole a car to do this probably because I. Okay. But that's true. It's not like legally not allowed legally, to drive. Legally allowed to drive in that. So. Um, and this Power View Pine Falls is in Manitoba. Okay. All right. So, yeah, I'd never heard of that place before. Apologies to everyone in Power View Pine Falls. So. <laughs> Toronto Police investigate the murder of Henrietta Visky. Toronto Police and Fire Department responded to a fire call at 275 Chester Le Boulevard on June 17th. Upon arrival, police located a man and a woman who were both suffering from severe burns. They were both taken to hospital where Henrietta Visky, 37, of Toronto, died of her injuries on June 18th. Norbert Budai, 38 of Toronto, has been arrested and police say charges are pending. He's scheduled to appear at Old City Hall Court on June 20th. That has since passed. And anyone with information is asked to contact police at 416-808-7400. And that was the 32nd homicide for Toronto. Okay, yeah. So, I don't know. I guess I assume that's a house then. And then... Yeah, yeah I wonder if he... Like lit the Wonder house on was, fire? Or, yeah, like okay. maybe it was supposed to be a murder-suicide. Yeah. Who knows? Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, so now we're going to go on to some like noteworthy arrests or kind of discoveries that happened. Uh, so there's arrests made in Hamilton, Ontario's first homicide of 2022. Uh, so the backstory, Hamilton police responded to an incident near Tisdale and Street and Erie Avenue at approximately 6 p.m. on March 6th after receiving a report that a male have been dumped on the roadway and in medical distress. Uh, police located a 39-year-old male lying on the ground, suffering from what appeared to be a gunshot wound to the head. Uh, the victim was rushed to the hospital where he was pronounced deceased a short time later. Uh, a dark sedan was seen leaving the area. Um, on June 29, 2022, Hamilton Police announced they had made two arrests for the murder of Shane Grenier. Uh, Owen Nathaniel Silverthorne, 21, of Hamilton, and Janiel Gordon, 21, of Hamilton, have both been charged with second-degree murder, uh, and both uh, Silverthorne and Gordon have been remanded into custody. So, yeah, it's interesting in the sense that um, I remember this case. It was yeah, back in March and that, and, yeah, that he, he got dumped there kind of in pretty close to downtown Hamilton, I guess, and that. and uh, Yeah, it's a busy and busy street yeah. where he got dumped. And that, uh, yeah, nobody, and 6 p.m. too, it wasn't like it's 3 in the morning in that. Um, yeah, but yeah, it seems like they've made two arrests in that, so that's good, so. Okay, so there's been an update in charges in the 2021 murder of 26-year-old Henry Stanley Garcia Minola in Whistler. So the backstory here, the Sea to Sky RCMP responded to the Whistler Medical Clinic on August 14th, 2021 at approximately 2.09 a.m. after being alerted by medical staff of 26-year-old Henry Stanley Garcia Molina arriving with stabbing injuries. He died at the clinic. So with help of witnesses, police identified the crime scene being the 4100 block of Village Green. And the integrated homicide investigation team said the victim was not known to police and the incident is not was not believed to be associated with the lower mainland gang conflict. So there's been an update and on June 22nd, 
with assistance from E-Division Major Crimes Integrated Surveillance Team and support from the Richmond RCMP, I hit investigators arrested 22-year-old Dedar Juti. On June 23, 2022, a charge of manslaughter was laid by the BC Prosecution Service against Dedar Juti for his alleged involvement. So yeah, that's, that's a weird one because we don't really hear about homicides in Whistler Village. No, yeah, that is that is kind of strange, but uh, I don't know. I guess there's like a lot of young people there in that, and yeah. that's kind of maybe a recipe for murder in that. But I don't know. You s- wouldn't see think there'd be too much in Whistler. But I guess it was like it was pretty early in the morning or late at night. However yeah, you want to look. I guess at it. in the um, yeah in the summer too. So yeah, I don't know. Okay, uh, the next one. Uh, an ex-boyfriend was charged in Quebec in relation to uh, Wasaga Beach abduction. Uh, the adopt abductee Elnaz Hajtamiri uh, is still missing. All right. So th- like this has been an interesting case in the sense that, you know, nothing's been confirmed as a homicide in that, but like, um, you know, a woman was abducted and I don't, I was surprised that there was a little bit in the media, but I, I was kind of surprised that there wasn't more in the media. Yeah, there really wasn't. Uh, so police were called to a home on Trailwood place at 8 30 PM. Uh, Wednesday, January 12th, 2022, in the report that 37-year-old Elnaz Tamiri had been taken by three men. Uh, police said the three men left the scene with Tamiri in a white SUV, and she'd been missing ever since. Um, according to the CBC, the missing woman's ex-boyfriend, Mohamed Lilo, hired a private investigator to watch Tamiri prior to her abduction in January. He was subsequently charged with criminal harassment and released on bail. Um... OPP said that, or the Ontario Provincial Police said Lilo was arrested Tuesday, July 12th at a home in Brossard by uh, OPP officers and is being flown back to Ontario ahead of a court date on Wednesday. Uh, Lilo also faces charges of attempted murder and attempted kidnapping in connection with a prior assault on the 37-year-old woman in a Richmond Hill, Ontario parking garage on December 21st when Hajj Tamiri was beaten with a frying pan. Uh, Two other men were also charged in that attack. Um, anyone with information on the case or Hajj Tamiri's whereabouts is asked to call the dedicated tip line at one eight three three seven two eight three four one five. So, yeah, I was like wondering about this case. Like, she's obviously was abducted in January, mm-hmm. and nothing seemed to be really known. But it, well, it known that she had been attacked earlier in that, and, yeah, like, with and- the people associated with the boyfriend. So, I guess. Probably, like, I'm just speculating here, but I guess probably the police were just trying to build their case against this guy since it seems like it's pretty, well, I don't want to, like, I don't know for sure, but I'm not surprised that if he uh, had made these actions earlier and then he ended up becoming a, a suspect in that, so. Yeah, it's crazy, though, like, so he was charged with criminal harassment. Yeah. And then he was charged in beating her, and he's still, like, not in jail or something to keep him away from her because clearly he's yeah up to no good so yeah i wonder what we'll hear about that but like that's pretty crazy that it's been six months and no sign yeah definitely so obviously i don't know like i don't want to like speculate but like again but like obviously she hasn't been seen since early january now Mm -hmm. and yeah hopefully she's still alive but Yeah. yeah Um, Michael Fournier convicted with manslaughter and the overdose death of an inmate at Maplehurst Correctional Complex. So the backstory here, um, Halton Regional Police 
responded to the Maplehurst Correctional Complex in Milton on a report of six inmates who had apparently overdosed on drugs on May 7, 2019. Police said five of the six inmates were taken to hospital for treatment, and the sixth inmate died by the consumption of fentanyl and carfentanyl. I'm not really sure. I think that's a more even a more uh, sort of an even more potent uh, opioid, okay. uh, even than fentanyl. So, jeez. Um, after a lengthy investigation, police have charged Michael Fournier, 30, of Cambridge with manslaughter, criminal negligence causing death, and trafficking a Schedule One substance. And on July 15, 2022, Justice Calcevera of the Ontario Court of Justice found now 33-year-old Michael Fournier guilty of manslaughter and trafficking fentanyl and carfentanyl. And Fournier was, a ma was an inmate at Maplehurst Correctional Complex at the time of the offenses, and he's scheduled to be sentenced on July 14th. So that's kind of crazy that it's that easy to get things like that while you're incarcerated. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know. Understand. Like, I guess, like, yeah, I think it's a problem, obviously, in jails and that, that and penitentiaries, um, that, yeah, people can get access to these drugs even when they're in there and that. And I don't know. It's always like we've talked about before and that, like, occasionally on the outside, a dealer will get charged with, say, manslaughter and that for, yeah. like, you know, supplying, uh, you know, opioids to somebody and there's an overdose in that. Um, and I'm like, statistically, I'm always, eh, I don't know what to say about that, but uh, it's like, I don't know, inside jail and that, like, obviously, if they can figure out who did it and that, then. Yeah, it's it's crazy, though. It's almost like it's the squeaky wheel. Like, I wonder if it has to do with the people's, the f like, their family and yeah, that. Yeah, because no, otherwise be, yeah. they're like, well, they yeah. did drugs. Exactly. You're probably right about that, so. Okay, um, so yeah, I think that's basically all uh, of the June episode. So yeah, if you want to, obviously, come to our website, homicidecanada.com. Um, so we have a post for every homicide. So yeah, all the ones we've mentioned, and oftentimes we have got information. Sometimes we have pictures of the suspects and that, uh, and some other information. Uh, yeah, and we got pages for all the provinces and the, and the major municipalities. Uh, yeah, and you can email us at info at homicidecanada.com to tell us if we missed a murder in your municipality or province or if there's anything else you want to say. Uh, our Twitter is homicide underscore Canada, and our DMs are always open. And yeah, you can look us up on Facebook or Instagram. Just search us Homicide Canada, and we should come up. So yeah, that's all there for this week. So till next time.